This episode of the Film Freaks is brought to you by our Gmail. Feel free to reach out and email us at thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. Once again, that's thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Film Freaks. I'm your host, Derek, and today is a very interesting day. Today is the um, final Thursday at the time of recording this. You're listening to this on Friday, if you're listening to it the moment it came out, or the day it came out. Um, This is the last weekend before my uh, next semester of college, so it's very intriguing. It's also kind of sad because, you know, you, you want to enjoy the summer, but I'm also, I think I'm a lot more excited in some ways because I just feel like I've been very bored <laughs> um, over the summer, at least quite a little bit. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's been a great summer. It's just at certain instances when I'm not like working or have plans with my friends, I just find myself really bored. So um, I'm taking an online course, so that'll give me something to do. Uh, but you know, while I'm in, in that filler time between work and school and the podcast. But at the same time, I'm also taking an in-person course during the evening. So I've never um, taken a course um, l- very late in the day. I think the latest I've ever gotten out of college was like 6. So this one goes to like 8.20. So we're going to see how this rolls too. But I'm very eager to start this semester. But I'm also just as eager to start this review with you so initially i was going to do an episode on this movie called the crazies but about halfway into the movie i just for whatever reason was not feeling it so i went over to um what is now called max it's hbo streaming service formerly known as hbo max and i went ahead and i watched um this movie called your next so um i thought it was better um to an extent, but I, I found it a lot easier to digest um, for whatever reason. Not to say that that um, The Crazies was a bad movie, but just, yeah. This one I felt like was a lot easier to talk about. So, without further ado, let's talk about it. Okay, so Your Next, with a budget of an estimated $1 million, was directed by Adam Wingard, written by Simon Barrett, and stars, uh, I'm going to try these names here, Sharni Vinson, Joe Swanberg, A.J. Bowen, and Nicholas Tucci. Now, to my knowledge, Nicholas Tucci, this one, um, is not related to Stanley Tucci, um, which I thought right when I saw the, the name, I was like, ah, yeah, but no, I don't believe that is the case. Um, and unfortunately, Nicholas Tucci passed away in 2020. Uh, I believe it was with, what does it say here? Um, private health battle. So uh, it could have been cancer. It could have been COVID. It could have been a number of things. So, um, but yeah, I mean, all around, it was a decent movie. Um, the The idea behind it, the story goes that there's this family that, um, there are this mother and father and they're celebrating the 35th wedding anniversary. And so they're inviting all three of their kids, um, who also happen to have boyfriends or girlfriends, uh, two sons, I want to say, and, um, what is it? And a daughter. I'm pretty sure. So what happens is everybody arrives, but prior to them arriving, uh, there's like this, this masked, 
figure that uh, kills the family or this couple next door, the neighbors, right, to, to the to the anniversary couple. So uh, we're shown that, and then, of course, people start arriving. Nobody has the slightest idea that the neighbors have been killed somehow for some reason, especially when music's playing rather loudly in the house uh, for this lengthy period of time, but okay. So... <laughs> Uh, what ends up happening is throughout the film, um, as people are arriving and they're getting settled and they're having a dinner together, the this killer or group of killers begins to uh, descend upon the family, taking each member out one by one. The I, to my knowledge, the name of the movie "You're Next" is simply because when somebody's killed. Uh, and everybody comes to find the, the the body. It just says "You're next," like on a window or on a wall somewhere. But that only happens, I believe, twice. And so it's kind of like, okay. So some of the things that I and well, I, I should also mention that um, as as the murders begin to pop off, uh, what eventually ends up happening is the star of this movie, or one of them, played by Sharni Vinson, she plays Aaron, and Aaron is like this John Rambo-type character, where she was trained at a young age, her father was like a doomsday guy, I guess, and was convinced that the world was going to come to an end, so she grew up in like a survivor camp, or survivalist camp, and learned how to like fight people, and set traps, and all this other stuff, which to me feels very far-fetched, but we'll get into that very shortly. So she ends up actually like taking each member of this group down, um, for the most part. I think one of them, I don't remember seeing them get killed off so it's kind of like okay i guess there's one more still out there but whatever uh so yeah she ends up pretty much fighting back um as as one would say so i want to get into this now i usually make about five to seven notes about a movie so it's interesting to note that while I was watching it, I was also taking a couple notes because I was like, what? I can't believe this. And so I write it down. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten notes, which is usually double the minimum that I try to come to you with. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and get into it. So the first thing that happens that really po- seems to pop off is, um, well, my first complaint, I should say, is there's this whole idea that there is a poli- like a phone jammer, like a cell signal jammer or whatever. And so I'm not too familiar with how 911 works, but allegedly you're able to send them a text and it'll come through as a voicemail or something, um, at least according to this movie. And whilst I will not debate whether that is true or not, what I will say is how are you going to text somebody with zero service? I just, I don't understand, or self-signal, cell, cell self-reception, cell I just don't understand how that works. I think she actually got the signal off before they cl- turned off the jammer, uh, and it her phone rang, uh, or went off, saying, like, the police have received your, your message and are on the way. So I'm kind of confused there. Um, it's also implied even before she texts the police, she's like, um, this being Aaron, of course, 
she tells this family that, um, you know, while they're getting attacked, like, hey, uh, we'll just put a sign up in the window or something until the police come by. Which, it's like, well, do the police normally come by here? Like, I don't know that they would make patrols out to the middle of nowhere. I think police usually stay closer to the cities or highways or something about like that. But I, I'm just kind of like... So we're going to wait. Now, how, how, who knows how long that could be? But it's like you haven't even contacted them. But you just expect them to show up or go by and see a sign in the window. Okay. Uh, later, it's then mentioned like, hey, should we go into the basement? Because there's probably like tools or stuff. Or, you know, go to a room where there's no windows because they're shooting. You know, there's this one killer that's shooting a crossbow into the house, right? He's he's killed um, at least one person. And they're like, should we go to the basement where there are no windows? She's like, no, no, no windows because they could just pour gasoline and then burn us to a crisp. You know, we can't get out. Okay. Well, then a little later in the movie... They go to the basement. It's like, what? Like, didn't you hear what what she said? And didn't she want to heed her own advice? No, I get, like, we're in groups, maybe. Like, we could be in groups. But there are instances where Aaron just goes downstairs by herself. And it's like, didn't you say... I mean, I, I guess desperate times call for desperate measures. But it's like, didn't you just say that we shouldn't go downstairs to the basement like maybe 20 minutes ago like why are we why are we going downstairs now even though you said we shouldn't so to me that was kind of like okay like all right um i guess that makes sense in some ways uh one thing that i also wanted to say is while i'm I know I'm going through this rather quickly, so I'm going to take a moment to try to to elaborate on a couple more of these. Um, another thing I have, an issue, another issue, rather, I should say, that I have with this movie is there's no real third act. Now, generally, when you're creating, writing, filming, or telling a story, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? So the beginning of a story is going to introduce the audience to uh, this world, right? Or this 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 issue or this um uh conflict right and so we're going to be introduced to characters to settings to to conflicts to to you know all kinds of things right uh plot points you know you name it that's usually what the beginning's for hence the name the beginning the middle is usually where the tension rises. If you've ever seen this diagram that a lot of English teachers like to use, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but it's effectively shaped like a slope, right? There is the the beginning, the rising action, the climax, the the resolving climax or whatever, and then the end, right? So... Um, we're we're kind of like in the beginning here the rising climax is it's kind of abrupt if you ask me like the one kid just gets shot in in the head with a crossbow and out of nowhere and it's like oh my gosh okay that's fine but this movie seems to rely a little bit extra on jump well not not a lot it doesn't rely a lot on jump scares but there are a few in here um this family purchases the house right at the beginning of the movie and so they get there and you know, they're the, the mom and the dad, of course, 
and they're kind of exploring and the dad the the one room so the the wife hears it's at night and the, of course the wife hears footsteps upstairs so the husband goes up and checks while she's outside and he gets to this closet door the one door and then he gets jump scared by his son i tell y'all the one instance the one room he doesn't check funny enough that's where one of the killers has been staying for allegedly weeks now the son that interrupts him is in on it this son's name which it's a very peculiar name but it's crispian not not caspian or uh, christopher crispian like crispy like um like a cracker or something like crisp all right crispian it's just the weirdest name but okay uh, and A.J. Bowen actually seems to be a familiar name to me. Let me see where he is from. I don't know if he's been in anything I know of. I'm just kind of going through it here. No. So, Crispian is the boyfriend of Aaron, and he's in on it, of course, but um, ends up, like, he, he ends up going, I'll just get to this now, I guess. He ends up leaving halfway through the movie, just before we get to understanding that the one brother, I believe his name is Drake, I'm not too certain, um, because there's just all, like, a bunch of these characters. I mean, there's there's quite a few, um, but I, th I think his name is Drake. It says he's the second credited person, so I'm gonna go with Drake. So, Drake, presumably... Um, you know, is this brother who, who's pretty much seems to spearhead all this, right? I'm just looking at the pictures some more here. Um, it looks like it is Drake. Yeah. So Drake is pretty much the, um, guy who's paid all these people. There's like three or four people, right? Um, he's paid them off. Um, and so Crispian's kind of in on it. So he jumps out of nowhere and like greets his dad. And I guess it was like, oh crap, dad's getting really close. But he, you don't hear him come in. He just randomly, bleh. And it's like, okay, that's, that's very annoying. Whatever. Um, but like, I don't know. I mean, there, there's also this idea that like, there's, there's just so much to talk about. I'm trying to stay on one thought, but there's like so many things to go through. Uh, and so I guess let's do this. All right. So the, the idea that, so the whole reason this is happening, let's, let's go ahead and get into this. So the whole, oh yeah, no, I know what I was going to say. Um, so there's no real third act. So what happens is the one of the boyfriends dies, right? The, the daughter's boyfriend dies. And so immediately, bang, at the drop of a hat, we're into the second act, like that. Um, rather, a, kind of abruptly, and um, there really is no third act. Um, I mean, I guess you can make an argument that when it's uh, Aaron uh, by herself, like, sure, that could be a third act, but it doesn't really feel like there's a, there's a, there's a climax, I mean... I don't know. It just feels like they took the second and third act, meshed them together, and then ended the movie um, with pretty much everybody dead except for Aaron and when the cop arrives. So it's like, okay. So it, it's very hard for me to find a third act in here um, because the... 
I would say maybe the first 20 minutes of the movie. No, this is an hour and a half movie. The first 20 minutes is like the opener. And then the last like hour and 10 minutes is just all action. Uh, there's not really much of a stopping point, really, where things slow down. Um, I mean, maybe here or there, but there's not enough to where you can catch your breath and really be like, all right, and digest what happens. Because it's all happening, like, you know, I had to snap your fingers, just one thing after another. Uh, so I was thinking to, like, in my mind, it would be one of the family members. And of course, as I've already probably previously mentioned, it is. But I was imagining a movie where everybody gets together for a reunion and there's like a big old group of people, right? And one of the people in this big group is the killer or maybe two of them. And we have to spend the whole movie figuring it out. What I didn't think would happen is halfway through the movie, it's revealed that Drake, uh, I believe hired these three goons or three or four thugs or whatever to or mercenaries whatever they are to um you know kill his family and the reason for him and crispian which crisp it's so weird man i tell you <laughs> crispian <laughs> i don't know why i get crack myself up like this sometimes but the reason for Drake and Crispian to want to get their family, um, you know, kill their, their family is because of an insurance policy. Apparently, Crispian and Drake are very broke and the dad's quite rich. And so they just want money. So they're going to kill their members of their family, except for themselves, obviously. Uh, and Aaron, um, maybe, I mean, at the end it's Crispian and Aaron who are just like talking to each other. And I think he's kind of BSing his way to like try to calm her down because, you know, she's standing there in front of him with a knife and he doesn't like to get his hands dirty, but like, and not, not in a good way, but like, or a, or a, or a villainous way, but just, he, he's a, he doesn't want to do the things himself like he doesn't have what it takes and he you know tells people that but all like all the other killers that but he really just doesn't want to get his hands dirty like you know you hear some of these villains like thanos just doesn't want to get his hands dirty with the avengers or whatever until he's ready um it's nothing like that he just crispian just doesn't want to you know he doesn't want to put in the work i guess um or as much like physical work i guess anyway uh so, like, he tries to tell Aaron, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we needed a witness and we were never going to kill you. And, of course, Drake's girlfriend, Z, who I will get into shortly, um, was going to be the other witness. And apparently they were just going to say, like, oh, my gosh, well, they were all killed in this bloody mess. Oh, no. I just I don't get it um the the villains never or the the mercenaries never really seem to wear gloves i mean maybe a couple times they do excuse me but um you know like you see them swing an axe and the one fellow's like barehanding the axe it's like wouldn't you wear gloves and then they're like oh if you take because the one guy steps on a nail like um aaron makes these traps near a window and i guess he he sees the one um, board with nails sticking out of it and so he just for whatever reason finds it important to step into that particular window granted she does have the um, front door booby trapped which comes into play later 
But uh, he just goes through that particular window, and I mean, keeping in mind this house has apparently a bunch of windows in it, and so he goes through that window particularly, gets a nail through the foot, uh, gets pulls the nail out, and then he's going to go ahead and take off his boot, and Drake's like, oh my gosh, will you contaminate the crime scene? And the guy's like, I'll do it later, you know, I'll clean it later. Well, that's a lot of cleanup that you got to do, and quite frankly, I don't think you really did much i mean we never really see them doing much cleanup anyway but um you know like when they killed the neighbors so it's like okay uh but to me the uh the insurance policy right the insurance money so drake and crispian i believe drake is like the main like i said the main instigator of all this um because he pays the he hires the guys and then he pays that he promises to pay them so there's a point where the guy who's um, got the, the nail through the foot, his brother was killed first by Aaron, right? So she she kills the first person that she kills, um, defending herself and those around her is this one guy's brother. So, uh, and I believe it's the lamb mask brother, right? So we'll call him the lamb. So the lamb uh, gets up uh, because I guess uh, Drake is like, just telling him, well, you know, ridiculing him, I guess is the right word, maybe. He's pretty much telling him, like, this is all gone to heck. You know, you guys are being very sloppy and just causing a big old mess. What am I paying for you for? This is ridiculous. And so the lamb gets up and he's like, has has Drake against the wall. And he's pretty much like, you know, what? Like, you know, well, that was my brother and you know, blah, 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 and, you know, telling him, like, you know, stop ridiculing me, and, you know, just kind of insulting the guy and being rude to him, um, you know, Drake is, so, uh, as he's, like, talking to him, Drake, of course, to save his own hide, is like, well, I'm paying you, I'm, I'm paying you, like, what, what is he, pay? like, 400 grand, and so the guy's like, yeah, and he's like, well, if you kill me, you won't get it, okay, and then he's, like, starts to up the price, so eventually he gets to, like, 500 grand, then he doubles it to 800 grand, and so he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll give each of you, uh, 400 grand, or, you know, whatever, right, um, something like that, well, the issue is that if each, okay, so, like, if this insurance policy is for a million dollars, he's gonna pay these two mercenaries 800 thousand dollars and have two hundred thousand dollars left over he still has to split it with crispian which now puts him at a whopping one hundred thousand dollars now i don't know about you but to me that's not like enough money to really make all this necessary and make a lot of sense right it just it doesn't work for me it, it just it's like okay and that doesn't feel like there's enough motive like you know you see crispian and the one brother like arguing at the dinner table you'd think maybe okay well if he's always felt ridiculed his whole life and his family's always like made fun of him or something sure maybe that would be a bit easier to digest but instead it's just like this insurance policy and of course when you see um like I said, I think it's Drake. Don't quote me on that, but I'm calling the brother that instigates it Drake. It very well could be somebody else, but I'm calling him Drake. Um, in fact, let me check and see um, what the one girl's boyfriend's name was. Um, give me a moment here. Okay, so I've actually been misnaming um, all this whole time. 
Drake is not the uh, brother that instigates it. I believe Drake is the one that gets shot in the back. Um, let's see. It's Felix. So Felix is apparently the secondary antagonist um, who's betrayed by um, Nicholas Tucci. So Dra or Felix is the one that, that instigates all this stuff, right? So... Um, yeah. Okay. So every time I said Drake earlier, just pretend I said Felix. So, um, Felix is like, I don't know. He just, it, it just makes no sense to me. Like why he would, I don't know. Like, and they don't even say how much the insurance policy is. And if they do, and they do say it's a million, it just, it just doesn't make much sense. I, I, I would love to have seen like Felix be picked on or bullied or have some sort of actual reasonable and relatable motive here to an extent, instead of just paying these guys to randomly start doing this. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. You then have this idea that his girlfriend Z, right? So his girlfriend Z, she's about as twisted as he is, if not worse. Um, when they end up killing the mother who's killed relatively early on in the movie, um, little later after we learned that Felix and Z are not the good guys, uh, and in fact our antagonists, Z wants to make out with Felix next to the dead mother. And to me, that was screaming like, okay, well he's doing this to get initiated into a cult, or because he's in a cult or something. Nope, she just wants to make out next to the dead mom for no real reason at all. She just wants to do that. It's like what? Like, I feel like you could do so much more. This movie has so much more, you know, so much potential, right? Um, when they try to go and have somebody run outside to, you know, try to get a signal with a phone, um, they have the one sister um, who is going to sprint outside, right? So she starts to sprint there. They open the door. She runs through the door and gets her throat slit because um, there's like razor wire or something there. And so it's like, okay, this is actually, you know, getting to be relatively interesting. But like I said, it, it just, it, it falls flat. You know, why do we need to know that Felix and Z are, are the two primary antagonists halfway through the movie? It just doesn't make much sense to show that and to blow it for everybody in the middle of the movie, right? Um, and the fact that this girl happens to know all these skills, I wish maybe we were shown a little bit more of that or something, because it just feels like out of nowhere, she just knows all these skills. And I was wondering, well, maybe if she's taking charge, wouldn't it be interesting to see the girl that knows the most is actually part of the, um, you know, antagonistic force or the antagonistic group. Now that may have been all too predictable, but it would have made a whole lot more sense um, you know, given what we have, right, compared to what we've got here, um, and I guess, like, where does, where does Cat Crispian go? We, he leaves halfway through the movie, and then he never comes back until the end, it's like, what? Like, why isn't everybody wondering where he is? I mean, I guess the one brother, I think his name, uh, Drake, I think it is, you know, he, he's like, well, I gotta go and, you know, find my, um, find find Crispian or whatever and and so Felix is like oh you know I mean like he he so Drake ends up blacking out and it's like okay cool whatever and when he comes to um the big red flag for all this was like they're in the basement 
him and Felix, which I'm fine with them going in groups, um, splitting up and going in groups. It's it's when everybody starts to split off and do their own thing that just really infuriate, like, you know, ticks me off, right? Frustrates me because, you know, obviously as as a group, you want to stick together, right? And, and it's harder to take you guys apart and take you out one by one when you're in a group the whole time. The issue is um, when you go off, you know, by yourself, you know, the whole idea of Abraham Lincoln's philosophy of a house divided cannot stand upon itself, right? It's the same thing with horror films. If the group divides, they're a lot weaker than they are usually together, obviously. So the fact that everybody keeps going off and doing their own thing, it's like, okay, it, it, it just, it's really aggravating. But having Aaron know all these survival skills, it, it, like I said, it comes out of nowhere. And I would have loved to have learned a little bit more about her, maybe like seen her growing up a little bit, you know, get a little more context. Um, and you know, maybe her father's showing her all this stuff and years, you know, she, she starts to, you know, as she gets older, like into her teens, she starts to rebel against it and think, Oh, this is a whole big load of BS. I'm never going to use this. And, you know, years and years and years go by, she's in her thirties and now she has to use those tricks, but she doesn't, she's not very confident because she doesn't think that she can remember them. And so it's like very iffy on whether or not she's going to be able to survive. And we see instances where she, like in what we got, where she actually gets injured and she does everything she can to try to, to, to take care and tend to her wounds. But it's just not, it it's not a hundred percent. Instead we get like, I, I like just, somebody that almost feels like a Mary Sue. I mean, like she's not a Mary Sue because there are instances where she is in danger. Um, she does like end up getting beat up quite a bit. Um, she ends up getting like a glass shard into her leg. Um, I want to say there's a fight that she loses, but I don't think there is, which is not helping my case. Um, but she's, not, I mean, she's not a Mary Sue, but she's maybe halfway there. Um, and it's just like, okay. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Mary Sue is like a character that's capable of everything, gets along with everybody, and they're all, like seems to be just perfectly powered, never has an issue or a challenge come their way. Um, and so it's like, okay. Uh, but, I mean, there are like four to six of these people like against her. Yeah, but it's just, it's like, okay. I really would have loved to have seen just the fox mask guy be the big main villain, um, you know, or at least the 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 persona that the killer takes on, um, who is the family member, right? So going back to my idea earlier about this family reunion, this big old family reunion, having maybe like an uncle or somebody who dons the fox mask, right, and goes around killing members, and then we find out like some twisted thing, like maybe he just had like you know, he's just really screwed up and sick in the head and he just wants to do it for the fun of it. And there's no real motive at all. Um, I don't know, just something like, cause the Fox mask, like the poster of this movie, the one with the Fox mask mask on max right now, it looks really good. Um, it's just, it's like the Fox. I mean, I guess he's like the, it seems to be implied that he's the main leader, but you don't really see him do too much in terms of being a leader. Um, he just happens to be part of this group. And so I think Felix does almost as much, if not maybe a hair bit more than the Fox mask lead quote unquote leader guy does. And so it's like, okay, like that's just aggravating too. And it, so it just, 
to me, if I had to simplify everything I just said, because this is this does feel like a lot, um, and I hope it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's just a lot of wasted potential. I feel like. I mean, yeah, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen, um, and it's not by far, or, um, and by no means is it, you know, perfect. Uh, far from it, in fact. But it's not the worst thing ever. Um, the only other thing I would have liked to have seen is when the words "your next" are written. I would have loved it if, like in my version, say the uncle that's killing people, if he kills somebody, he writes on like a door, like the back of a door or something, like "your next," right? And then like everybody finds the body, and while people are leaving, the door ends up getting closed, and whoever sees it is next, right? Um, and he, we don't need to know how the uncle would see that or, you know, he doesn't, like I said, because he doesn't have really a rhyme or reason, everybody is in danger, right? Everybody's on the table and it's not till the very end. It's kind of like Scream. It's not till the very end that we realize like, oh crap, it was the uncle all along. You know, it's kind of a good plot twist at the end. Um, but I just, I don't know, man, like just it's it's written twice i mean okay that's about it i think the best way i could explain this to you is imagine paul blart mall cop meets home alone meets um a random horror slasher like friday the 13th just you know a drop of friday the 13th because you see the machete and you see the boots and the mask and everything so maybe a little bit of that but that's really about it i mean it it, it just it it falls flat, man. Um, at least to me, uh, it falls a little flat. Um, but you know, there are elements here that I like. So if you want a movie that you can just kind of, you know, pass some time by, um, and just watch and kind of turn your mind off, this is maybe a movie for you. Um, I, my, my issue is I can't think of, I'm trying to think of movies that like halfway through have a big plot twist, but I can't think of any. I always like to think that plot twists are, I mean, they're, they're most often like, I feel like maybe 85, 90, 95% of the time plot twist, maybe even 92, 93, we'll go halfway, uh, or, you know, between the two. Um, but most of the time, plot twists are saved for the end of a story, right? You know, it was me all along, haha, you know, um, Saw is a perfect example, right? I'm not going to get into any, but Saw is a perfect example of this, like the end, right? It's a mystery all the way up till the end. And as you're putting it together, the end, you know, the music comes in, you know, that's what I love about Saw. That's one of the things I absolutely love about Saw. So for me, um, if I had to rate this movie, I'd probably give it maybe a five, maybe a six out of 10. It wasn't horrible, uh, but it wasn't awesome either. It was just kind of okay. (laughs) So yeah. Um, with that, I think I'm going to go ahead and end this episode here. Um, the big thing that I do want to let you guys know before I, um, get to the socials is that, um, of course with the semester starting, I'm going to try to do my best to stick to our bi-weekly, 
um, upload schedule. Uh, I have a plan for Halloween, a little surprise for Halloween, um, as well as a plan to get to Army of Darkness, which is the third and final installment of our Evil Dead trilogy that we're covering. And then I may go ahead and cover you know, the, the, the two new ones. I may not. Um, Rise looks to me like, uh, you know, like... I, I might be able to watch it, but it just looks like it's a little much. But then again, I do love me some horror, so we'll see. We'll see. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to do everything in my power to try to stick to it. Um, but if something comes up, I will let you know on the socials, um, and I'll try to do more advertising. I'm really trying to just get myself to, um, you know, I don't want to say be more dedicated, but to really just get a, get in there and just really have at it with promoting and and uh, making these for you guys because this is something that I really do enjoy doing and it keeps me sane <laughs> so which is always nice you know um but yeah with that I want to thank you all very much for listening to this episode of the film freaks um uh, if you want to get in contact with me um or the show in general uh then you can go ahead and email us at the or um yeah, you can email us at thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. Once again, it's thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and TikTok at filmfreakspod. Once again, that's at filmfreakspod on Instagram and TikTok. And yeah, um, like I said, I, I just, I think this was a fine, like an okay movie. Um, I just don't think that it really hit what I was looking for, I mean, it's won a few awards, like, smaller awards, yeah, but I just don't know that it's really, you know, it's, you know what I mean, if, I don't know if, it's hard to explain, like, it's, it's hard to just, for a word, uh, you know, to have a word for it, but, yeah, uh, thank you so much again for listening, let me know your thoughts by emailing, or hit me up on, um, our socials, and uh yeah let me know what you think and i will share your thoughts if you'd like me to uh make sure you include that in your message um i will share your thoughts and give you a shout out on the next episode so yeah with that thank you all very much once again for watching and um, to everybody going back to school and to college um i hope that this is an amazing semester for you um you know Go give them hell <laughs> in a good way. Don't give them hell in a bad way. No, no, I don't endorse that. Um, but just go for it and just remember that you're ch- what you're chasing. And um, I wish you the best of luck. And, um, you know, I'm here with you. So uh, don't be afraid to flick one of these episodes on and, and um, you know, clear your mind, spend some time together if you'd like uh, and if you need. Thank you again for listening and I will catch you in the next episode. Peace.